I mean, uh, understand Jesus was facing the greatest challenge of all time, past, present, and future. And it wasn't over for him. So any challenge that you can face, I'm telling you, I'm not telling you, God is telling you, it's not over. Whatever challenges a person can face. You might say, well, Pastor Robert, you don't know what I'm going through. I say, you're right, I don't. God knows, though. But what I do know about your challenges, it ain't greater than the one Jesus went through. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. During Easter, we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For followers of Jesus, the resurrection was not an ending, but a glorious beginning. Learn more in this four-message series, It's Not Over. Here's Pastor Rob with the first message in the series, The Resurrection, Part 1. I'm sure you guys have figured out by now that uh, people really like comeback stories. Yeah, they like comeback stories. Many years ago, the movie Rocky soared to the top of the charts because it was a comeback story. It was a story of love. And coming back when it looked like you was down and out. And can't you see Sylvester Stallone's face right now? Blood running down his face. (laughs) You know, climbing up off the canvas in the boxing ring. His uh, girlfriend, what was her name? Y'all remember? Adrian, <laughs> there you go, Adrian, see, you see how, see, you see, you see how the story just, it just, it melted it into your head, you can't, you can't, you can't get it out, because it was a powerful story of love and comeback, with blood running down his face, he was inspired, and he's, Adrian, you know, he gets up off the canvas, and he, when he looked like he was going to be over for him, he came back, and then the music started playing to them. You know, they started building up the music, and then he started getting in some licks. And he's, y'all know what happened. I, you know, and it, it just, it went to the top of the charts. Stayed there for a while. I don't know how long. I didn't, I didn't look into that. But y'all, y'all get to, y'all understand. We like comeback stories. We see, we all get inspired by that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's powerful. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Um, those comeback stories pale in comparison to the greatest comeback story of all time. <laughs> and one of the reasons it, don't, it doesn't compare is because those two stories I told you, just, they just had to do with the will of man, just what man wanted, man's plans and efforts. Uh, the, the comeback story we're talking about and celebrating at this time of year to this year is a story that's not about the will of man. It's about the greatest will that ever is and ever will be, and that is the will of God. This story is about the will of God. And this story affects your here and now and your eternity. Uh, that was just a movie, and Tiger's just entertainment. But this story 
will affect your eternity. And it, it is the greatest comeback story of all time. And that's the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. It's not over. And we're going to look at it through the lens of happenings that lead up to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not over. So if you have your outline, and hopefully you do, and if you need something to write with, just raise your hand. And somebody give you something to write with. So on your outline, write this down. A, why is it important to understand that it's not over? Why is it important to understand that it's not over? Number one, uh, so that we can live according to the will of God. So that we can live according to the will of God. Okay, look what happened here in John 18, 10 through 11. It says, then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. Now, I'm going to pause for a second. I just want you to visualize somebody with a sword cutting off somebody's ear. Okay. This happened when they were coming to arrest Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this happened after Jesus had prayed about it and heard God heard from the father about it. And so they come to arrest Jesus and old Simon, Simon pulls out his sword, cuts off a man's right ear. What's good about this passage is it, it tells us whose ear it was. It reads on, the servant's name was Malchus. Now, that may not mean nothing to you on the surface, but let me make it mean something to you. Okay? The reason it can mean something is that when the story is retold, when the story gets retold, because of the specificity in the story, it makes it easier to prove or disprove it. Okay, because we got a name, we got a place, we not only have a name of the, the, the swordsman, the swordsman, <laughs> we got a name of the guy who got his ear cut off. Y'all understand what I'm saying here? <laughs> so when you read this in the Bible, you might just read over it and thinking, okay, this, oh, okay, so what? No, this is why so what? Because... As today in, in 2019, when they're trying to disprove the life of Christ, we can look back on his life with specificity. Okay? Now, if I was Malchus, huh? and, and, you know, somebody, you know, two years after I got my ear cut off, try to say I didn't get my ear cut off, I have something to say about that. 
you know, I'll, I'll be calling Jacoby and Myers. Y'all, 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 y'all know what I'm saying. You know, I'll be like, okay, you going you, you gonna say you didn't cut off my ear? Okay, I, we see you in court. Yeah, y'all get this? Now, now let me say this. The Jesus, the Bible tells that Jesus healed Malchus' ear. You know, he, you know, so he might be like, okay, it's cool. You know, he's, but he'd be like, you, you wouldn't be cool with it, even if it got fixed, right? You'd be like, nah, you cut off my ear. It's fixed now, but you cut my ear off, though. <laughs> you, you know, it, it'd be a big deal if you get your ear cut off, wouldn't it? So here, when the Bible gets written and it tells the story with specificity, it actually helps us thousands of years later to argue that it's true. Because if you don't find nobody disputing it, that's something somebody would dispute and much a bunch of whole other things. And I'm just pointing this one incident out, but there was tons of things that happened in Christ's life with specificity that could be and is being argued, but because we have specificity about his life and we found out materials and things concerning it to prove it and not enough to disprove the truth, when you investigate, you say thousands of years later, it must have happened. Okay. You say, well, I wasn't there. Well, so you ain't, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the world. You wasn't there. So, I mean, okay, it's, we, it's a whole list, you know, get in line. It's a million, billions of stuff that doesn't happen that wasn't there. And just because you wasn't there don't mean it didn't happen. And so because it gives us the specificity, it helps us. I'm just giving you a little help as people try to tell you the Bible is concocted. Okay, that's not true. Verse 11 says, Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? <laughs> Look at what he, Peter cuts a man here. So you see, when we think that it's over, and y'all been there, when you think your back is against the wall, you, you pull, you do some stuff too. No, 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 let me, let me, let me talk in the, let me talk for real now. You have done some stuff. Can I get an amen? Okay. When you times you thought your back was against the wall, whatever it was, you, you know, you done some stuff. You thought, oh, oh what do I do? Some of y'all jumped out of windows. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when your back was against the wall, it's like, oh, I, uh, <laughs> right? It's like I gotta do something. Because when you when you get there, when you think it's over, you do some stupid stuff. We've all been there. This is why it's important for us to understand it's not over. Because it'll, it'll cause us to make better decisions than when we think it's over. When we get into that level of desperation, we do some desperate kind of stuff. And we don't want to live like that. And when we do that, oftentimes, most of the time, we get out of the will of God when we feel like it's over. Okay? 
That's why it's important to understand it's not over. This, this message, that not only, that, that this is just, we're we just pulling out a nugget from the resurrection to, to, to help us take the resurrection and erection and apply it to our daily living. And that is to always think it's not over. Don't let yourself get there because you will do some desperate kinds of stuff. Look what Jesus said. Matthew 20, Matthew's uh, account of the scene, uh, Matthew 26, 53, 54. Jesus is talking to Peter. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it, it must happen this way? So Jesus is saying, Peter, first thing, if I wanted to fight, <laughs> okay, all I got to do is just ask the Father, and at once, more than 12 legions, not a swordsman, but angelic beings will show up for me, if that's what I wanted to do. So you 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 out of line here. You you know you trying to fight with a sword. Well, you know I I can I got some I got more power than that at my disposal. And so he's telling Peter, you are out of the will of God. Peter said, I mean he's telling Peter that, and Jesus says, but I, I'm going to stay in because this is the way God wanted it to happen. So we got to understand it's not over, so we can stay in the will of God. And don't do some things. See, just because you you can don't mean you should. Do y'all get that? Just because you got tools at your disposal don't mean you should use them. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about, huh? Okay, let's let's just talk about one tool that we all have at our disposal. It's called words. Word, words are always there. They, they're there. Just because you have words at your disposal don't mean you should use them. I don't know about y'all, but I said some stuff that I wish I had never said. Because they was there. And you know why they was there? Because I put them there. I planned them. Yeah, next time, yeah, yeah, I'm not by myself, am I? Just next time this happened, this is what I will say. It was already mapped out. It was already planned. It's like I'm gonna say this when this happened. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> okay, this is what's gonna happen. And then it happens. And then guess what? Boom! The machine gun comes out. You hit that word bomb. Y'all been there? And then the devastation happens, the fallout, right? And then as soon as you see the fallout, you realize, I don't think God happy with this. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. Thank you, sister. Hopefully you realize that God is not happy with what just happened. That's right. (laughs) 
And Jesus is trying to teach us to stay in the will of God. And just because you can, don't mean you should. And he had the biggest can that, that he, more than a can that any of us had. He could have said, Lord, send the angels. And then they just would have showed up. Just, you see, y'all think y'all saw something on the movies when, you know, the, the Army and the Marines and the Navy and everybody show up and they start dropping these bombs. That ain't nothing. Twelve legions of angels show up. We're going to really see something then. Y'all get what I'm saying? That, that's nothing. Jesus had that at his disposal. But he loved you so much. And he loved me so much. He didn't use it. He just let them take him to the cross. That's love. Yeah. Uh, write this down. Because uh, we need to understand some things about it's not over. And here we need to understand, write it down, who is it not over for? Who is it not over for? Again, we're using Jesus as our model here to show us. One, it's not over for those who decide that God's will is most important. It's not over for those who decide God's will is most important. Matthew 26, 39 says, this is Jesus talking, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Talking about what he was about to go through, going and leading up to the crucifixion and through the crucifixion. May this cup be taken from me, yet not as, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus says, What's most important is your will, Father, not mine. So that's who is not over for. Jesus gave us the example of who it's not over for. Your will, Father, not mine. Your will, Father, not mine. These are words that we should be uttering from time to time. Your will, Father, not mine. Jesus was about to go through the toughest situation anybody could ever go through. And he's saying, your will, not mine. So when you get to your tough times, if you're going to be wise, you should do what he did and say, your will, Father not mine because yours is Peter with a sword cutting off an ear it's not what God wanted number two it's not over for those who put their trust in Jesus Christ it's not over for those who put their trust in Jesus Christ John 16, 33a says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. He says, I told you these things so that in me, not in no other person, no other thing, but in me, you will have peace. Not in your bank account, 
not in your full refrigerator, not in your you know, 50 billion friends on social media, but in me, you will have peace, he says. That's why I told you. He had just told them a whole bunch of stuff when he was making this reference. He told them that they was going to go through some tough times. But he said to them, I've told you this so that you will have peace, though. But the only place you're going to find it is in me. That's who it's not over for. C, write this down. Million dollar question here. Well, what is it? What is it? If it's, if it's not over, then I need to know what it is. Right? Okay. And it, it, is, it is whatever challenge a person, whatever challenges a person can face in life. That's it. Whatever challenges a person can face in life is what it is. Understand, Jesus was facing the greatest challenge of all time, past, present, and future. And it wasn't over for him. So any challenge that you can face, I'm telling you, I'm not telling you, God is telling you, it's not over for whatever challenge just a person can face. You might say, well, Pastor Robert, you don't know what I'm going through. I, you're right, I don't. God knows, though. But what I do know about your challenges, it ain't greater than the one Jesus went through. It, it, tell me, it, 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 I know it's hard for you. It's been rough, but is you getting through this challenge going to, you know, like save souls? Is it going to pay the price of sin? No. Jesus' challenge did, though. He took on the whole weight of evil. Do y'all get this? He took on the whole weight of evil. Okay. Past, present, and future. So whatever challenge we can face is not greater than his, and it wasn't over for him. John 16.33 goes on and say, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. See, some of us need to circle that two or three times. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay? Because some folks have been looking for a trouble-free life. I mean, they just, they've been looking. They've been looking for a trouble-free life. And, and Jesus says, in this world, <laughs> you will. <laughs> You're going to have trouble. It, 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 you can take that to the bank. Ain't no doubt about it. You will have trouble. Right? So you can't find, a, I guess that's why folks trying to go to Mars and Pluto and everywhere else, trying to find another world because I don't know. It's like it don't make sense to me. You know, it's like, you know, I'm having enough trouble down here. What I want to go up there for? It's like, you know, and then, then getting up there and everything, then coming back and just the whole, you know, I, it's, it's like, 
What are you trying to find? Trouble for a troubleless world? You ain't gonna find it. It ain't happening. So Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. It's important to understand this because when we feel like our back is against the wall and we by ourselves, we look around, we by ourselves, we might get desperate, say and do some stuff that take us out of the will of God. So you have to be resolute in your mind. I'm feeling the stress, I'm feeling the pressure, but I gotta tell myself it's not over. It's not over. Thank you for listening.